Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Sullison. With me, as always, is my very, very talented friend who seems to always to have the world at her heels, the mixtress DC Gina. Hi, Louise. <laughs> I, I want that to be true today. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> if anyone I know that to be true, it's you. Very excited for today, too. Good, good. So I want you to get excited. Like a heart song. There you go. But here, I got something for it before we get there. Tell me if you know the name Nellie Bly. I feel like I'm supposed to know that name, and I don't know why, and I feel like it has something to do with, I don't know why I know that okay. name. Okay, here we go. You will know now. So while well, Nellie Bly was an American journalist, industrialist, inventor, and a charity worker who in 1889 stepped off a train in New York and straight into history, for she had just circled the globe faster than anyone else before her. She did it in 72 days, six hours, 11 minutes, and 14 seconds. She did it all alone and literally with just the clothes on her back. She did all of this just to beat the fictional record set by Phileas Fogg in the book Around the World in 80 Days. That fact is at JFK Airport. Oh, is it? I, oh, that's hilarious. I knew, I knew that fact. That's awesome. It's literally in the new terminal. Maybe that's where she flew into. No, that's great. Maybe that's where she flew into. I think it's just like fastest traveled around the world. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. But okay, so she she pitched. No, no, no. She pitched this idea to her newspaper editor, and of course, typical of the times, he replied, "Well, it's a great idea, but I'm going to have to send a man um, because a woman would need a chaperone, and of course, she'd have dozens of trunks." Well. Good old Nellie. She's like, okay, well, fine. Then I'll go to another newspaper. And of course, that changed his mind very quickly. In less than two days, she was off and running. And she literally only had one bag. Dozen of trunks. How dare he? But of course, this wasn't her only accomplishment of note. Nellie was also a pioneer of investigative journalism, which brought sweeping reforms in asylums, sweatshops, orphanages, and prisons. And of course, it paved the way for so many female reporters that came after her. So she obviously was a woman that was just purely audacious and adventurous. So uh, are you ready, Gina? You want to pack a bag? You want to take, see yeah. if we can do this? <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously. Duh. Let's just try to get through this episode, shall we? In what 72 year was days. that? Do you know? Do you know what 1889. year that was? 1889. That's what you said, 1889. It's insane. Yeah, I know, right? So she, so she was, did all these amazing things, but she also like worked really hard, like I said, to change um, and bring reform to some terrible places, especially at that time, asylums, sweatshops, orphanages, and prisons. So, um, so I want to say all this talk about women who stand up for social justice and are adventurous as they are heroic brings me to today's designated drinker. She is the CEO and founder of Bonapa Suite, Teresa Black. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you. How are you guys doing today? Good, good, good. Good. Thank you for coming. I see you brought a guest, a co, a co, a co guest. <laughs> yes, ma'am. This is little Bella. Ah, Too doll. cute. She's a doll. Thank you. So cute. So, Teresa, I want to jump right in, and I wanted you to explain to our listeners how you went from a, nasal, a naval officer assigned to the U.S. George Washington aircraft carrier to graduating from George Washington Law School to handcrafting chocolates in George Washington's hometown. What is it that you have with George? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I actually never made all those connections before, but <laughs> here we are. Um, so honestly, so I um, 
I went to law school because I always wanted to change the world, right? Um, I always wanted to correct our social justice system. Uh, and I, as soon as I graduated from law school, I got deployed. Um, so I took, actually, I graduated from law school. I took the bar exam. As soon as I got sworn in, the one month later, I was deployed for a year. Um, at that time, my daughter was about to turn two years old. And um, as you can imagine, that was very traumatizing for both of us. And so I left and literally cried every day for a year, like literally uh-huh. cried every day for a year. And I knew immediately I can never, I can never deploy again. But then I was just like, well, if I'm not going to be in the military, then what am I going to do next? Uh, and so I also thought about like continuing my path in law. And then I thought about the fact that I'd probably be working about 80 hour weeks. And so the idea that I would leave for a year, not get to see my daughter and then come home and still not get to see my daughter. Um, I was just like, I can't, I can't do that. So I'm going to start my own business. Uh, so I had actually never given her any sweets when she was growing up. And when I deployed, my cousin and my aunts and uncles and cousins were all just like, here, Bella, here's candy, here's ice cream. Uh, and so she fell in love with it. And so I was just like, all right, well, this is what I can do. I can come back and I, create, I can create a dessert company that doesn't use any processed sugar. Um, and so instead of using any processed sugar in our desserts, we sweeten with fruit-based sweeteners. So we started off with gelato uh, and then we, we turned into chocolate started making chocolate, chocolate bars. So our chocolate only has three or four ingredients. Um, It's made with um, dates, cocoa powder, and cocoa butter. And then the fourth ingredient is either like a nut, some type of nut, or uh, coconut milk. But I mean, all of it is delicious and and nutritious at the same time. That's awesome. Well, you forgot the other ingredient, love. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most important, right? That is awesome. This is very cool. You know, we don't um, often jump right in, Gina, but can we go ahead and just try some of these chocolates? I can't wait. I've had them. Tell us where we start. Yeah. Teresa, where should we start with trying the chocolates? Well, that depends on you guys. So are you guys more preferable for darker chocolates or do you guys normally go with like milk chocolates? I like them. I like all chocolate. I've I've never (laughs) had any sort of discriminatory. I I, I even like the bad chocolates like M&M's. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll have an (laughs) M&M's. Well, then let's start with the darker ones. How about we do that? Okay. Okay. So, so dark coconut or um, deep, which one? It's up to you. Let's start with deep dark. Uh, deep 70%. dark. Okay. Done. There we go. Deep dark. Teresa, can you answer a question for me? What is alcohol sugar? What is that? I see that sugar everywhere. Sugar alcohol? Yeah. What is it? Um, so, it's usually erythritol. So, I don't know much about it, except it makes people sick, <laughs> which is why I don't use it. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's, it is a natural sugar. It just is like, has like, it's some type of, they're taking like the fumes or something. I researched it a bit, but I wasn't, I decided not to use it. So I, I stopped even looking into it, but something about like some type of alcohol, they're turning it into sugar and then it's still natural, but it just makes people really sick. And also, um, it has an aftertaste because usually people don't use it by itself. They use it in, in combination with like a stevia. Um, and everybody knows how stevia tastes. Um, yeah. So once, yeah, once you get to using too much stevia, you just want to like <laughs> not use, like not eat whatever you're you're having. So yeah, that's why we don't use any of that stuff. I I hear you on that for sure. I love this. This is amazing. Does each one of them have a different fact or the same fact? So right now they each have the same fact, but we are about to go send our our packaging out to another uh, manufacturer, and that and no one's the ones all the flavors will have their own fact. And then, so, so our listeners know the facts are, um, are, you, you say stay woke mm-hmm. and what inspires this? So, like I said, I joined, I went to law school so I could change the world. Right. 
Um, and so when I decided to start my own business, that mission of trying to change the social justice system, I did not, it didn't go away. Right. And so this was my way of continuing that mission and that goal. So I put facts about social injustice into all of my packaging. Um, and the idea behind it is that they're not facts that are specific to any political party. These are facts about social justice that everyone can agree are wrong and that everyone can agree we need to fight to change. Um, the idea is that we can bring everybody together instead of bringing people apart and so that we can all come together to actually make a real change. It's amazing. Uh, so you can see the facts on our packaging, but you can go onto our website and sign a petition so that we can eventually get enough signatures to turn into legislators. Awesome. So that our listeners know this is stay, stay woke. Our constitution prohibits excessive bail and yet over 400 and 12,000 innocent people sit in jail every day, most because they can't afford to pay their bail. Excessive bail costs America $15.26 billion a year. And you have the website to, and, to, and, and prompt to sign the petition. This is amazing. I love the fact that there's so much more. I mean, okay, honestly, I've been eating chocolate the whole time you've been talking, and it's amazing. It's so good. You don't miss the sugar. And I love what I like about it is the texture. It Like, it's... Um, dark chocolate but it's nice and creamy I was just gonna say and there's no cream in it right no all 100% plant-based and dairy-free I was just gonna say do you really temper this really well like are you doing I'm sure you came up with the recipe but you're are you pouring these by hand yeah <laughs> yes we are um for, so for now yeah I'm doing everything by hand and yes They're it takes beautiful. forever um I, but you know it's definitely with love when you do it by hand I mean like it's so I've worked in like a lot of restaurants with like very famous pastry chefs and tempering chocolate in itself or cocoa is, well, let's get, let's get real. Cacao is super difficult. So like the beauty of it and the, and the, and the smooth, you're saying the softness, Louise, that's the tempering. That's the art. That's where you have chocolatiers and then you have people that melt chocolate. And I would say trees like on like hundred, no, it's really true. I would say 100%. Like, it's amazing. Like, I wasn't Thank really you. prepared for me that smooth without, um, you know, adding the milk or the cream. It's beautiful. And you can Thank really you. smell the, um, the, like, the cocoa on it. Like, it's just like when you smell the chocolate, like, you can. One thing I, uh, the listeners, when you're like, when you're tasting very, like, rich chocolates or anything like that, and you're smelling chocolate, the one thing you're looking for is to almost smell, um, a taste, a smell of butter. And that's a really true testament to like what the chocolatier was able to create because you've released that butter taste in the cacao. Kudos to you. That's amazing. I'm opening <laughs> all of them. I've just changed my mind. I don't, I don't know what you guys are going to do. I'm doing this. Bella, your mom's pretty amazing. You think so? What do you think? Oh, no, we got a positive on that one. So the funny thing actually is like, I'd never made gelato or chocolate before I started doing it. Um, and it was just like literally a ton of research. I, I just read a ton um, and just tried to like go back to the science. And like if, if I made the first version of it and people gave me like feedback, I would just go back and fix it, you know? And, and it was all based off of like being able to look something up and say, okay, what causes this thing? What causes that thing? And then fixing it. What, that's very methodical of you. And it's very thought through. And I love that because that's like really practicing like what law is, right? It's the laws of yeah. change. I totally. You, you say that, but, but I mean, honestly, you made cheesecake in college, right? I mean, it, it, this isn't your first attempt at like making delicious things, obviously. <laughs> nope. Yeah. When I was in college, I started making cheesecake because um, my friend exposed me to Junior's cheesecake. 
uh, in New York when we went on a trip for, uh, I think it was Thanksgiving. Um, and after that, I was just in love with it. And my cousin lived in New York. She was like shipping me down the cheesecakes. I was like, this is not economical. Let me see if I can make it myself. And then I did. And then she didn't know I started making my own cheesecake. So she sent me one of Junior's cheesecakes again. And I was just like, I can't even eat this anymore. Like my cheesecake, I've been spoiled. Um, And so, yeah, I've always loved to bake. Like baking has always been my thing. Um, And making desserts has always been my thing. And then this is like a new twist on it. Because before I used sugar and I didn't really care. Um, But when I had this little one, I was just like, all right, well, she's not going to be eating all that sugar or all that sadness. Honestly, she never even had um, any type of processed sugar until her first birthday. And it was literally only for her birthday cake because um, I make them all from scratch. And honestly, she took a bite of the cake, but then she asked for the vegetables. And I was like, yes, yes, I'm winning as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Until the that ants get involved. Yes. When I when I deployed, that was the end of that one. <laughs> I have two sisters and um, my kids have a thing when they go to New York called a breakfast treat. I don't even know what that means, but they're like, Aunt Chris gives us breakfast <laughs> treats. I'm like. Great. What is going on? <laughs> Can we, are you on the second one, um, Louise? So I just tried the um, dry coconut milk ch- uh, chocolate with the 50% yes. cacao. Um, yes. This one is totally different. Like it's like smooth, like super smooth. And like, um, like the texture is like, I, I can't even, trying to figure out how to describe it, like rounds out in your mouth and like it's hitting all of the sweet parts, but like the date with the, with the, um, with the coconut is really giving like a tropical vibe to it. And it's like really lovely. Like I feel like this would be a really good, um, like uh, even could be like a really good mix to like melt for like um, batters or brownies or something. If somebody wanted to use your chocolate that way. Mm-hmm. I had one lady who was telling me she uses it in her pancakes um, mm. instead of putting in the chocolate chips. Yeah. So smart. I also like this package. This, so I know you, listeners can't see, but we're going to have a link to where you can get um, Bon Appetit chocolate. But on this one, it's my favorite. It's, it's the, the layout. It has little bars around it and then a giant mommy bar in the middle. So I would give, <laughs> I would dole out all of that and make that one's for mom. Everybody yeah. gets one piece. <laughs> Mine just happens to be You're bigger. Like, Exactly. You're just like, I can't help it that this is the last one left. Yeah. Also, I don't believe that the dads get the bigger piece. I'm like, eh, it's mine. Uh, this is fun. You need to do this all day long. I mean, I would be, yeah, I would be all into this for sure. Forget it. This is great. To Gina's, to Gina's point, you can get your product online, correct? Yes, ma'am. Um, so if Absolutely. you go to our website, uh, bonapisuite.com. Um, so that's bone. It's like just like bone appetite, except for sweet instead. So uh, b o n a p p e s w e e t dot com. And then so go- um, our listeners won't even have to worry because they can they know our website. Where are oh, they gonna gotcha. go, Gina? You're gonna go to designateddrinker.show. Oh. And-, and so we'll have your link. And then we'll also, even in our show notes, our listeners, if they swipe up, they know that you can swipe up and there'll be a link right there to your products. We'll make sure that it goes directly to where people can buy it. Thank you, ma'am. You're in some some local grocery stores in D.C., correct? I'm over in Glen's Garden Market. Oh, love yep. that. So yep. in Glen's, we have our uh, coconut our coconut milk chocolate and then the deep dark. Mm. But Glen's actually, did, did, they just sold their store um to another another company i can't remember what the company's name is though it's 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 um, it's i can't remember i'm sorry that's okay, um, okay. but they'll be changing so, their name pretty soon 
Oh, Gina's going in for the hazelnut. <laughs> They're all so good. They are really, really good. Is it? I, is this you the guys same? have been talking and I've just been eating chocolate. <laughs> so is the dark hazelnut the same as the dark chocolate with the hazelnut in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my fave. First of all, I love hazelnuts. But more importantly, I really love that blend. And I can't believe you achieved that without adding any 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 milk or anything. These are beautiful. The colors are glistening. They're really pretty on the back ends. Thank you. I mean, it's just a really true testament to how much time you put into this. It's really beautiful. Like I have friends that like, like I said, pastry chefs, and they would definitely judge the back. They would flip over the bar before they ever ate the front. They'd be like, let me see this. And then they would be like, ah. Lovely, really lovely. Thank you. I want to know how does so you start making chocolate. How long does it take to produce? What's a run? Like, how do you do this? Yep. So we do like uh, about only 3000 grams at a time. Um, and what, then what so does that mean in chocolate bars? Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that is about uh, 30, 40, 40 bars. So 40 bars at a time about. Um, so I put all the, like I said, I put the raw ingredients, like so the cocoa powder, the cocoa butter, and the dates all into the grinder, um, the melanger, sorry. Um, I let it run, depending on the flavor, because different flavors have different times. Um, but so like the deep dark will run for about 20 hours. And then wow. um, after 20 hours, I temper it and put it in the molds, uh, just throw into the, the huge walk-in refrigerator and let it, and let it go. Um, so it'll be in there for about 24 hours. And then I take it out and wrap it. And then we have the bar. Um, then right now I've been going to the farmer's markets. And honestly, I, I usually sell out of all the bars at the farmer's market. Like, I, honestly, before I brought you, you were all supposed to have some more. So you're supposed to have um, sea, salted, uh, sea salted almond. Um, oh, that sounds but delicious. Those sold out before I can get them to, to, uh, to the winery. So, yeah, they were, they were out of there. We only had a couple of hazelnut left. And then... Um, I have a regular almond too. So I have this flavor called better than milk chocolate. And I call it that because the idea is that obviously, like you said, the creaminess that you get in milk chocolate, you get a, like a, a lower like cacao taste. I made this bar that has zero milk chocolate in it or any chocolate at all. Like not even, I mean, sorry, zero milk in it at all. Um, but the idea is that it tastes, I'm talking right now, okay? She, she's using this as an opportunity to eat as much candy as she can. I mean, um, I'm in Isabella. <laughs> trust me. I'm like, oh, I'll just have all of it. Um, but the idea is that you can have a milk chocolate taste without any milk in it. Um, and so that one's called Better Than Milk. So that one sold out at the farmer's market. And then so the Better Than Milk is, also, is in like a regular milk chocolate or like, not really milk chocolate, but a regular chocolate and then an, an almond. And so both of those were gone before I could make it to uh, to the winery. So... Wow. Yeah. Which, which just goes to say, I should have met her at the farmer's market. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm seeing that you are definitely ready for a co-packer at this point, right? Or somebody or a different yes, facility. So, yes, ma'am. So we're actually, so we just had um, requests from um, Sprouts, Kroger, um, Harris Teeter, Meyer Grocery, and then Nosh Market. All just asked for samples um, so we can try to get it into the store by next, by early next year. Hopefully. So um, we're moving. We're moving. We're moving to Where, the co-packer, hopefully this July. Awesome. How, I was going to say, how, what, what does a growth pattern like plan look like for a cho like for chocolate bars? I mean, co-packing, for what you do, is so artistic. Do mm -hmm. you grow 
like you're a chocolate blending and you, you bring on people and you control it? Or is this something you can bring to a co-packer to do? Because I mean, blending chocolate and pouring it, it's not exactly like, you know, telling somebody, um, like I own bagel stores to make bagels. It's a mm. lot more, um, there's art in making dough, but not as, as uh, <laughs> heat sensitive and time sensitive as chocolate is. Because we all know that so, you can break chocolate if you overdo it. Mm-hmm. So the special thing about dates is also that there's a, there's another complexity because you're using fructose instead of using sucrose. Um, and so fructose actually makes the, 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 uh, the chocolate mix get hotter. And so we've had to create a method to prevent it from overheating and then causing the, um, the uh, fats to separate even more. So yeah, it, there, there's an art to it. Uh, but we have, we're, going, we're gonna be using an artisanal um, co-packer, co-manufacturer. Um, so they're already in the process. They're, I mean, they don't use dates. No one, no, no one uses dates, but they're also they're in the art of uh, making artisanal chocolates. So they will pay bet more attention than like a larger uh, chocolate manufacturer who doesn't really do that. Uh, and so yeah, we're, we're gonna do a first run with them, like a test run, to make sure that they can get they can um, accomplish everything, and then we'll see if we can move on the bigger scale if we have to do it ourselves. What's amazing is bringing a vegan product to the market and having the possibility of getting it that big into a grocery store. Because I feel like, you know, obviously everything vegan plant-based now is becoming such a, it's, it's first of all, it's one of the biggest growing categories in grocery and retail in general. But uh, more importantly, to hit a can, like, I mean, I have kids. Like I would definitely choose something like this over that, especially, you know, I say I love all chocolate, <laughs> I, I do. But like, I would make the better choice for them just because like, you know, those choices weren't available when we were children. Like I don't even, I, I'm pretty sure unless you, no, I don't even know of a vegan product when we were kids, like, like that. I really don't, other than eating yeah, vegetables. You know, I couldn't, yeah. you know, I couldn't tell you something that was, um, you know, dairy free. This is really beautiful. I'm sorry, I'm a little Thank you. taken aback because I wasn't really <laughs> expecting to be so like, into it like i'm so into it like it's so good thank you and i gave a piece to my husband he's like he's eating it he's like he's like this is this is vegan i'm like yeah it's vegan (laughs) thank you yeah hold on he's Uh, saying mix it with cantaloupe because he's putting pieces of cantaloupe and eating it with um which is kind of awesome right do fruit and chocolate i love that exactly i mean honestly the funny part about it is that so that the um what i was telling you about the flavor that you, you don't have which i'm sorry that you don't have it but the better than milk chocolate it's exactly what you said about the kids, right? So my daughter will eat a 70% bar. She will. It's like she literally will eat a, like two 70% bars before I can stop her. But a lot of kids won't do that because they're used to the higher levels of sugar. Yeah. Um, well, so the Better Than Milk bar it was actually made specifically for kids because a lot of, I mean, not just kids, but like a lot of adults even, they only like milk chocolate. They love milk chocolate. And the darker chocolate you get, the less likely you are going to want it, right? But for that whole population of people who love milk chocolate and don't want to switch over, well, now they have a vegan option that's plant-based also that tastes just like, except better than milk chocolate. And it's for those kids that you want, you want to give them like, let's, let's eat a, let's eat this instead of eating a Hershey's bar, right? Because like Hershey's bar has all these ingredients, has all this sugar. And with us, you're literally cacao, cocoa butter, and dates. Um, And that's all that's in our, our better than milk. And so, yeah, it's one of those things that you can just give to your kids and not feel bad about. Um, And so what I've been telling people lately is honestly, just like, Everyone eat chocolate every single day. Well, now you can. I I, I think it's really cool. I'm, does this make I'm I'm wondering almond milk, right? I'm guessing almond milk or oat milk. This must make a really good hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, so Isabella over here. She 
I'm sorry. She's taking all my chocolate for my, for my, uh, for my drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. uh, so Isabella over here, she loves hot, she loves hot chocolate, but the problem is that, so when you're doing the powdered milk chocolate, I mean, hot chocolate, it's fine. It doesn't have any, it doesn't have any lecithin in it, but like, I don't like to use uh, powdered chocolate. I want to make her real hot chocolate. And so before I couldn't do that for her because all this, she's allergic to soy and all the milk chocolates or all the like lighter chocolates, they all have soy lecithin in them. Uh, and so when I created this, that was one of the ideas behind it is that now she can eat hot chocolate. Now she can eat chocolate. Now she couldn't eat it before. So now she has access to all this, all this, like I say candy because it is, it is yeah, candy. It's candy. Um, but like, it's just good for you. So like now she can eat it all and she can look at it. She, she just ate the whole bar. This is supposed to be for my, <laughs> she literally ate the whole bar. This is all that I have left <laughs> uh, for, for our drinks. I mean, so, it's awesome. This is uh, so cool. Sorry, Louise, what's your question? I didn't mean to no. cut you off. No, it's great. No, you had, you, you're the food and beverage expert. You have all those questions. I just can stand here and eat more chocolate. So it, thank you. I, but I did <laughs> want to bring up one thing and I want to st- to talk about one other thing that uh, amazing Teresa has done, and she's been awarded the Empowerment Project, or an award from the Empowerment Project. Correct, Teresa? Oh, so yeah, I won a so I won a competition, and we won um, seven hundred thousand dollars worth of services. Yeah. Um, and so it's been it, it, it's monumental. Like honestly, companies as small as mine, um, yeah, we have like the potential to grow exponentially, like to like to explode. But the problem is that money is what holds a lot of people back. And so the empowerment project gave us $700,000 worth of services. And like, that is huge. So that's brokerage services, packaging services, e-commerce services, um, website services. Like we've gotten the table at Expo East, which is like one of the biggest um, trade shows for, for, for natural food in the country. Like all these things that we couldn't necessarily afford, we now have. Right. And so like this year is going to be huge. Um, and like all the, all the, all the uh, momentum we've gotten so far, like for the chocolate bars from all those grocery stores, that's before the empowerment project was able to give us any services, right? Like now let's, let's see what's going to happen with it. Mommy. So I'm super excited. You want a spoon? What? Is that what you're, sorry. She wants to eat the gelato now. <laughs> let's, let's make a drink. Want to make a drink and then we can, and then yeah, she'll have something to do and then we'll, we'll, we'll play, um, uh, you know, floats, right? There we go. Let's, let's, let's do, it. do it. So we have, um, so let's talk about your gelato really quickly. So you're still making gelato, yes? We are We are still making it for like farmer's markets. And when we sell at the winery, we're still making it for those places. Um, and if people, if people order it online and then ask for it to be shipped, we still do that. But as we move into grocery stores, we're only going to be focused on the chocolate. Okay, and um, that's and also a vegan, this- a vegan product as well, right? No. No, no, say? that's actually the thing. That's one of the reasons that I wanted to... Uh, to move away from it is because I want to be environmentally sustainable. And um, a lot of our, we do have vegan gelato. We have oat milk. Um, so we have oat milk, peach cobbler, oat milk, uh, butter pecan, stuff like that. But our primary sales are in the dairy version of our gelato. Um, and so I really wanted to focus on these environmentally sustainable products. And so that's why we're moving into the chocolate. Well, one of the reasons why we're moving into the chocolate. So basically your your um, gelato for the, for the time being would become like the uh, you can't get it and i'm only making it sometimes and i love that yeah and, honestly i think i think what we're gonna do is only sell it in the summer great um and then when it's not summer we'll, we'll get rid of it so when people if people really want to buy it i mean they can they can but most of the time we're just gonna be doing the chocolate um all right well let's talk about let's talk about the history or like a little bit of a float right so a float is a very basic thing you have your gelato or ice cream Something you want something with like a high uh, milk fat 
or if you're gonna use a vegan product where it has coconut milk, uh, coconut milk based one would work much better than a soy based ice cream because you need fat in order to make something float. Um, hence why people my size can float really well um, in the water. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you can use two things here. You can use dairy to make this drink. Um, you can use cream. You can use um, coconut milk uh, and you can keep the whole thing vegan if you want. But the whole art of making a float is this. It is the scoop of ice cream goes on the bottom. Your chocolate syrup goes on top. Then you add your uh, milk. Then you add your soda water. Then you add the scoop of ice cream after. And like these, these are the most important. And then we're gonna shave a little bit of, I'm gonna use the hazelnut on top of mine, um, on top for like the last little flavor. So let's let's get started on this. Um, here's a here's a little pro trip, like, cause you know right, uh, Buffalo and Bergen, we own um, a vintage soda counter and ice cream needs to be a little bit soft. You don't wanna have ice cream that's hard as a rock. Um, cause it's, it's, it's a little too hard to one scoop but also it's hard to make it really bubbly. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna take first scoop and we put it on the bottom here. And then we're gonna add our chocolate syrup. Now this is all subjective. I'm telling you one ounce of chocolate syrup. You're telling me that you want more, you add more, right? So you can make it as chocolatey or as non-chocolatey as you want. One ounce is a proper portion of it. Then you're gonna add one ounce of milk. And you have your three ingredients. Now, for those of you that are um, imbibing in an adult uh, adult float, you can add at this point um, bourbon or rum. Um, if you have Chambord in your house, raspberry Chambord really works really well in this. Uh, it's, it's a really good thing. Uh, what you wanna add to this is either seltzer water or club soda, something with a really high um, bubble count. Because I'm gonna show you what's gonna happen as you're seeing it gets really, 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 really foamy. And if your drink is not getting really, really foamy, you need a different soda water slash seltzer. So if you notice, I only filled it about three ounces and I have this huge head. And that is coming from the milk and the chocolate and the, um, the, label, and, the, the and the milk fat. Yeah. Let me see. Ooh, I love to look at mommy's glass, Isabella. Ooh, she nailed it. All right. So now you have in there, you have your spoon at the bottom with a, with a um, scoop of ice cream. Now you're gonna take another big scoop of ice cream right when it gets to the top. And we're gonna put it on the top here and you're gonna almost touch it to your glass. And now, now is when you're gonna add the rest of your soda water and you're gonna get this big head and this head's gonna come up. And if you're doing it right, you should have a big head. Do you have a big head there, Louise? I have a very large head, Gina. I love, I mean, that's what I need to know. <laughs> There's a joke in there, but it's not appropriate right now. All right, so. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna, gonna give us a straw, um, use a paper straw or something sustainable, corn straw, anything that's you know um, compostable, I love it. And that is it. And you have just made a proper float. And if you really are feeling like you need a little bit more uh, chocolate in there, you can just put a little on top. And then anytime that you add anything to a float, Okay. You want to add just a little bit more soda water because you want to cover it up, and and there it is. So we actually have um, our chocolate syrup that we're using. So we yeah. like date sweetened chocolate syrup. So still no sugar. So Isabella is having this. I wanted to uh, talk about one thing. There is a um, 
for those of you that go out to grocery stores and you want to get uh, some like an organic and you don't want to make it, there is one product that I kind of like. It's called California Farms Organic. It's available in most grocery stores. It only has cane sugar, cacao, and um, I'm reading it to make sure I'm telling everybody. So cane sugar, cacao, okay. and it has uh, tapioca syrup. So out of all of the things that you could get, this is pretty good and it's affordable. I know that sometimes pricing becomes an issue. This is not that bad and it's really great. So now you have this. So now let's take our chocolate bar. Where is where is our chocolate bar of choice? And we're gonna take, a, um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, you can either use a chocolate grater. I'm sure Teresa has a beautiful chocolate grater. I'm just gonna use my um, peeler and I'm gonna run it across here. I should probably use the hand that I, I a right hand so I don't cut myself. And we're just gonna shave it on top. There we go. Little sprinkle action. I just melted a little bit of um, Teresa's chocolate to make my syrup. It doesn't mm. look as pretty as yours, but it's in there. <laughs> I mean, you know, Louise, this is why we have to start being together again. I know. I think you need more gelato. I <laughs> Isabella, are you sure you're not my child? Because that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> I'd be like, more is just more. Let's do it. And there, there's mine. How do you like that? Does that, does that, does that oh, represent your chocolate, Teresa? That's Yes, ma'am. Beautiful. You should, Beautiful. you should take a picture of that and post it on Instagram. I will do that for you. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I love it. So, Gina, I have a question for you. If you were to put, I, I missed because I was melting my chocolate. Um, when you um, were to put the rum in, or your, would you put that in, like, after you put the bit, first scoop of ice cream? No, you put it, uh, yes. So when you add the milk and the chocolate syrup, then you add the alcohol right then. You can't put it on top after because gotcha. then it's it's no good. No bueno. No. My kids are going to have a field day today. They're going to be like, no way, mommy. This is the at-home <laughs> version of delicious. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just taking one more picture and then I will come back and I'll just be on screen with you. So that all of our listeners know, we'll repeat our, that web address. It's designateddrinker.show. That's designateddrinker.show. You'll get all of Gina's tips and tricks and how-tos, um, the recipes to this cocktail, or ice cream float, if you will. Um, plus, um, we'll make sure, again, we will have the links out to um, so that you can order Teresa's chocolates directly to your house and maybe even the gelato. Um, and then find out more about what she's doing because she's uh, pretty damn amazing in my opinion. Thank you. Teresa, you, you set the bar. Thank you. She set the chocolate bar. Is that what you're you, saying? You set the chocolate bar for standards of mommy chocolatiers of, of the world. I love this. <laughs> this is like heaven. I, I oh, inspiring, Teresa, inspiring. And if you, you know, if you're like, I, I think it's an amazing story. I think it's an amazing story and a product and you're doing great. And this is so cool. And I can't wait to like be in some gas station and I don't even know. Let's pick a really random Kentucky. place. Kentucky sounds great. <laughs> On my way to a bourbon trail. I love it. And I'll just see your chocolate bar and be like, would you look at this? That's amazing. <laughs> I like love all it. All the way from uh, Chantilly, yeah? <laughs> Listen, you know, it comes from somewhere. And I think that I'm happy that it comes from you. So that's really great. Thank you. Now, honestly, honestly, I think a big part about, so my little cousin, when I was little, um, her mom just let her eat whatever she wanted. 
And she ended up just being like, she developed like childhood diabetes and all this other stuff and was having like a gastric bypass surgery by 18. Um, And so like, I was always determined like to eat, like have my daughter eat better um, when I had her. And so, but the the idea is like, when you're trying to do that, it's very difficult. Like I literally made all her food from scratch um, when she, when she was, when she was a baby, which I mean, obviously it takes a crazy long amount of time, but parents shouldn't have to do that. Um, you should be able to have your busy schedule and have your kids eat the way that you want them to eat without having to like, you know what I mean? Go through, like jump through hoops to try to do that. And so like this dessert line, I mean, it's not just for kids, but I mean, the reality is that a lot of adults want to eat healthier too. I think it's like 95% of the population wants to eat healthier, but it's just so difficult um, because like healthy foods don't taste good. Uh, and so this is a way for everyone to get what they want. I mean, reality. You know, I think that's a really great thing. <laughs> that is a really great thing. And it is, diff- it is difficult. And Especially when you're in this business and you're and you're in the, the food and beverage business, it's very easy to go down a very um, slippery slope of delicious things that are not very good for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Gina, this is it. It's up to you. All right, I'm gonna bring it home now, Teresa. I don't, this is how we're gonna know if you ever listen to our show. Are you ready? We have a last question. So, in this day and age, everyone kind of like identifies themselves with some sort of spirit animal, and you're like. I identify myself with a lynx because, you know, they're regal and beautiful and they're, and they're somehow, you know, part of um, the Egyptian culture. And you're like, oh, my God, that's me. Well, if you can identify yourself as one ingredient, it's your spirit ingredient, what would it be and why for cooking or beverage? Yeah. Um, so my spirit ingredient, uh, sorry, my, my, my spirit ingredient would honestly be dates. Uh, because the reality is that alone, I might not taste as good <laughs> as I do with something else. Um, but I'm always going to be good for you. Um, and you can eat as much as me as you want <laughs> without feeling guilty about it. <laughs> yes. I wish our listeners could see you because I think you might be blushing on that one. <laughs> oh, I like it. Mommy made a funny. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Well, on that note, Teresa, we want to say thank you for inspiring us. Congratulations on all that you're doing. And we can't wait to eat more and more chocolate. So thank you for bringing all this goodness into the world. <laughs> thank you. Say bye. Yeah. She's just happy that she just <laughs> ate literally an entire pint of gelato and an entire chocolate bar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my what? gosh. My kids are jealous. <laughs> The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.